Welcome, everybody. It's time for another episode of Asher Sales Sense, brought to you by Asher Strategies, the only global sales training company that integrates leading sales methodologies and the latest neuroscience studies into a simple and repeatable 10-step process for sales success. I'm Susan Finch, your announcer for Asher Sales Sense. And I'm Dave Potts in the Asher Strategies studio in Washington, D.C. Our host today is John Asher, CEO and founder of Asher Strategies. John's guest is Nancy Calabrese, founder and CEO of One of a Kind Sales, offering comprehensive lead generation and sales management services for increased sales and business growth. Her new book is The Inside Sales Solution, and the title of this show is Post-Pandemic Cold Calling. Over to you, John. Nancy, so great to have you on the show. Welcome. I am so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. You are welcome. So let's start with your provocative statements about cold calling. And as I'm sure you know, cold calling has kind of a bad name with a lot of people because frankly, they don't want to do it (laughs) or don't (laughs) like to do it. Right. And so how come it's such a big deal? Why do you think it's so great? Oh my God. Cold calling is an opportunity for the sales community to get in front of their targeted audience in a very efficient way. And why does it work? Or why do most people don't like doing it? Most people hate cold calling. We happen to excel at it because we study it and we practice it. And like any other skill, if it's not practiced, if it's not done consistently, there is fear around it. And frankly, then the community says, well, it doesn't work. Yeah, it's not going to work if you don't do it and you don't sharpen your skills. So what I believe has happened in the last 10 plus years with the onset of all this awesome technology, you know, emails, social media, LinkedIn, that the sales community has gravitated towards those channels because it's easier than having to really sharpen your ability to communicate to a stranger over the phone. And I will probably, I'll start it by saying this and I'll end it by saying it. If organizations are not doing outbound prospecting, they're leaving money on the table. No, I would definitely agree with that. You know, cold calling has gotten a bad name because nobody wants to get into that FUD stuff, right? The fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Yep. (laughs) So many people don't recognize that sales in many cases, many aspects of sales is a numbers game. So you can't expect to make one cold call a day and be successful. You actually have to make a lot more. And there's all kinds of numbers out there that kind of prove that. So let me ask a a couple of questions about the definitions of cold calling. Sure. There's cold calling where you get, you know, you buy a list and now you have the list of people you can call. And hopefully the list is people that would be appropriate to what they're buying and what you're selling, obviously. So you want to buy the right list. That's really a cold call, right? That's like a frigid call. Or there are other variations of a cold call where you can do, as you mentioned, with all this new technology, do account-based marketing, 
and actually come up with a better prospects than you would from a list that you buy because they account-based marketing essentially means let's market to the people or call, call the people who actually could be a, a prospect for us. And then there's also warm calling and warm calling means you've interacted with them before one way or the other. And now when you call them, it's not just totally cold. So do I have the right definitions there or how would you put your spin on it? Well, a lead list collected from a data provider should always have the targeted decision maker title on the list, right? right. So you can do account-based marketing, right? And spend time researching who's in the right role, right? Yeah. This is who we should contact. That's still a cold call for sure. You just have a name and a contact. That's right. it. You've done some homework. If you generate a lead list from a data provider, you still have the name, you have the phone number, you can still do the research. So I kind of see both of those as the same. Your warm call, you'd be shocked or maybe not shocked. Most people forget having conversations, right? right. But yes, over time, and if you have a system in place and you repeat the process multiple times throughout the year, you're likely to be recognized. And that's the goal in outreach, period. You want to do it multiple times, have multiple touches within the time you're making an effort and make sure that you repeat the process at least four times a year. And would you suggest that the best cold calling is when it's in conjunction with outreach from, say, social media, including LinkedIn? Sure. You know, I, I think there's a lot of overlay. And so, for instance, when I call someone, I do look at their LinkedIn profile, but I don't then reach out to connect with them necessarily at that point in time. I think what what we recommend here at One of a Kind Sales is when you're doing the cold calling and we do it for a four week period to make sure that that prospect is touched eight to 12 times within that four week period, we will not do say email marketing. We will do that in month two and month three. And then when those leads come back up in month four, then we stop the email marketing because you don't want to over bombard them. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And so that's how we do it. I usually connect on LinkedIn when I have a first time appointment scheduled, but you could have LinkedIn searches, you know, operating outside of the cold call to also drive in leads. And we do that as well. And so let's just talk about research because a lot of current studies, especially the neuroscience studies, show that the buyers appreciate you really knowing about them personally and about their company and their industry. And also, if you know their personality style, that can help a lot as well. Oh, yeah. So so what do you recommend? What are, what are like the four areas or, or five or six or three areas that a cold caller should research before they make that first call? That's really interesting. Well, you know, here's the reality, folks. We live in voicemail land. So- right. 
I am, I don't encourage a ton of research prior to the cold call. I do think you need to check out their website and on many websites. Now you see their bio. So, you know, you can read up on that, but don't spend a whole lot of time because it's likely you're just going to get into voicemail. And so if you think about it, the goal is to be familiar, but it's been my experience, John, I don't need to be an expert about them or their company. My goal is just to engage them. And, you know, the way we do it, we sound different. We don't sound like a typical uh, sales call deliberately. We talk to them like you and I are talking right now. And once they agree to a first time meeting, we definitely then we look up their, we call it DISC style, their communication style. And we have a tool that will pull that up via their LinkedIn profile, which is pretty awesome. So heads up, I know if I'm talking to a driver or a compliant person, and then I have to change the way I'm communicating with him or her to make the conversation more meaningful. And as I said, then I invite them on LinkedIn. We have another tool that we can do research about what's out in the news about this organization and pretty current. So before a first time meeting, you really wanna be well prepared. But I say, don't do a ton of this before you have a first time conversation. That might be controversial, but that's my belief. Well, I think probably the reason would be is you just wanna make a lot of calls. Yep. And it takes a lot of time to do really, really good research. So yep. if you're doing all that research before the first, very first call, you're not, you're not making it anywhere near as the number of calls that we know we need statistically to get yep. somebody to, to react. Yeah. And when you say those tools, do you mean for the personality style crystal nose? Is that the tool? Yes. You, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love it. I love it. No, that's terrific. Yep. And what's the tool that you use to research, you know, the news, what's in the news for them? About um, it is Sam Richter. I don't know if you know of him. He's amazing. And he's put together this tool. The name of it escapes me. My admin team knows it. Yeah, okay. That's so fine. I, I can get it to you at a later date. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no big deal. Yep. I know the thing, you know, I can, I can remember what happened the last couple of days, but last week, last month, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're using so many different pieces of technology out there, you know? Yep. John, excuse me. I remember that it's time to take a quick commercial break. Over 200 correlation studies show that natural aptitude is the most significant factor in predicting sales success. Asher's Advanced Personality Questionnaire, the APQ, consistently identifies peak performers in outside sales, inside sales, sales management, customer support, and 17 other business positions. Go to asherstrategies.com today or call 866-833-9941. That's Asher Strategies at 866 866- 833-9941. We've been speaking with Nancy Calabrese about post-pandemic cold calling. Now back to John and Nancy. 
So Nancy, this has been great. When you think about all the ways to reach out from an outbound prospecting standpoint, um, the goal of all that stuff is really to get a phone call. That's what yep. a lot of people don't realize. That's the real bottom line goal. I want to be able to talk to them or have a Zoom meeting with them. Right. And so what is one of your initial, since in many cases it's going to be a voicemail, what's that voicemail sound like? Curiosity will get people to call you back. I spoke with a colleague yesterday. When you think about it, how many of us get voicemails and it's a book and a half, number one, and it's a features and benefits dump, right? right? And those, in, for me, I just delete them. What we do, again, we try to be different and our approach is very non-salesy. So we create curiosity. Gee, you know, your name came up in a conversation recently. It motivated me to give you a call. Here's my number. Look forward to hearing from you. Boom. And we do get return calls. That kind of messaging will differ each week. So at the end of the four weeks, if we have not gotten a return call, our last message is, we don't want to be a pest. Obviously, ABC is not a priority for you. If you've just been busy, here's my contact information. And we might include some collateral and we won't be in touch for a while. And that's it. And then those leads get recycled. And in my organization, they're typically recycled for 90 days. So we won't be in front of them for 90 days. So you pause for 90 days while you do email and LinkedIn and social media. Correct. Actually, we pause for 60 days and we're back in front of them in 90 days. All right. So if you made your eight to 10 calls, many of them are going to be voicemails, obviously. And mm-hmm. so you've left the voicemails eight to 10 times. And now you pause for 60 days while you don't make any more, you don't leave any more voicemails? Actually, each week we will attempt to get them on the phone. So we'll drop a voice message and then we have an email that mirrors the voice message that goes out to them. So two touches a week minimally. And then that will bring it to minimally eight touches during the month. But we may take them and and call them. So-and-so John is out of the office. He's returning on Thursday. So we're going to make another call as well. So it takes eight to 12 touches for most C-suite executives to pay attention. And then in month two and three, we do our email marketing. Month four, we're back in front of them. Did that clarify it? Yeah, I got it. Okay. I'm assuming in your your new book, you've got some of the standard voicemails you leave? No, my new book is focused on and would be desirable to CEOs or sales leaders that have either currently an inside sales group and they're not being properly managed. They really maybe don't want to do it. They don't have the tools to track performance. And we walk people through how to set that up, but we don't provide them with the scripting. That's another conversation. Got it. So, I mean, that is really so needed because in some of the data I've seen, this is just in general for sales managers, many, many salespeople have had sales training 
only 6% of the country's sales managers have had training on how to be a good sales manager. Wow. Which is, which is shocking, actually, when you yeah. think about it. So your book should be a bestseller, Nancy. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm hoping so. I'm very excited about it. And again, think about the world we live in today. Outside field reps, they're inside people now. So I, I'm sure many companies are uncertain. Well, how are we going to get them to do the one thing they don't like doing, which is picking up the phone? You know, without that phone, think, think about it a million years ago when I got started, there was none of this technology out there. And the only way I knew to make a livelihood was through the phone. Well, now we're kind of going back to it. And it should be a component in all sales organizations. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Mm -hmm. And um, so, so I think your book is um, um, much, much needed because it really is shocking how many, how, you, know, you know how it goes, right? You have, you have salespeople, you get a few more and you need a sales manager. So one of the sales persons, typically the best one gets promoted to sales manager and they never yeah. get any training on how to be a sales manager. You had to be a salesperson and teach others right. how to be a salesperson, but they don't know how to be a manager. You, you're really filling a need with that book. That's great. Oh, great. Glad to hear it. Yeah. Can't wait to read it myself. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and so the name of the book was the Inside Sales Solutions, right? Correct. Inside Sales The Solutions. Inside Sales Solution. And you'll see an avatar of me and you folks don't know it. I wear glasses now and that was pre-glasses, but I think it does <laughs> capture me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Actually, my wife says I look better with glasses. So even though I don't really need them, I do wear glasses. You too? <laughs> well, you know, as we age, I find that glasses hide all of the little lines that you don't want to see anymore. <laughs> oh, so I have glasses that kind of match the color of my eyes. And they make, according to my wife, they make me look younger. So, well, hey, hey, so and I don't actually need them. So, but happy wife, anyway. happy life. That's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So another question I have with you is why is it that so many people are uncomfortable with cold calling? Is it really an aptitude, you know, a natural talent for it? Or is it just a skill you have to learn? Or is it a combination? Yeah, first of all, it is a combination. Why are they uncomfortable? They're uncomfortable because sometimes they're a belief we're interrupting someone. And in fact, we are. Yep. They are uncomfortable with it because they haven't practiced it. They don't have a script. And yet I believe in scripting as a guide, as a guide. Right. Agreed. That has to be practiced. You know, you should record it, play it back multiple times. Uh, the example that I give when I hire new callers is their first day, who's your favorite actor or actress? Okay. They give me the name. I said, you are now that person. And here's the script for the role you're going to play in this movie. Think about it. Right. Yeah. And yet when we see them on the big screen, you would never think it started with a script. We do the same thing here. And those salespeople or organizations that don't believe in scripting, 
really make it more difficult on themselves. They don't have to think about what they say after a while. You know it. It grounds you. And maybe, uh, John, I don't know if, if you agree with this, but I believe the real work in selling is what objection are we going to get? Right. Yep. And so that's where skills come into place. But having that script, my goodness, just makes it easier and more fun. And if it's well written, I can assure you, you won't get hang ups. That's another fear. They're afraid they're going to be hung up on. Right. OK, so I'm going to picture myself as the younger John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you so I, you go there now. <laughs> so I think that's really going to help me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's uh, funny. Yeah, it's great about the scripting too. I mean, you have to have a script, and you don't have to recite the script, as you said. No. You just have to have the general guidelines for that script. Yeah, and if there's a word or two in the script that doesn't naturally sound like you, then replace it but you keep the integrity of the script. So what I mean is you have to sound different because curiosity will keep them on the phone. You have to sound human, right? And so, you know, gee, John, this is Nancy Calabrese. We don't know each other, be honest, right? right, right. And I'm not sure you're the person I need to speak to. Let me uh, take 30 seconds. I'll let you know why I'm calling. You tell me if it makes sense to continue. We get yeah. almost yeah. zero hangups. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. And the other thing I've learned about scripting is it's great to write a script, but then you must say it out loud because in many cases, when you do, you realize it wasn't, the script is too formal. It isn't conversational. Oh. Yep. John, unfortunately, it's time for the wrap up. Gosh, Nancy, it went, went by so fast. Yeah. So let me suggest, Nancy, that if you could leave the listeners with one, two, or three, whichever you would like, big ideas that you would like them to remember. And then just let everybody know how they can contact you. Sure. You know, I just encourage everyone to pick up the phone. The phone is one of your best tools for engagement and, you know, re-engagement. Dust off that list of prospects that didn't have the time, budget, or bandwidth. Just don't give up. The other part of it is by being human and relaxed in conversation, it's not sounding salesy. You'll have better success in building relationships with strangers. And then finally, just don't quit. Don't quit. You want to use all your social channels and resources, but don't forget the call shark in the ocean, keep moving, you know? Yep. And if you want to reach me, you can find me on LinkedIn, Nancy Calabrese, C-A-L-A-B-R-E-S-E. My book is on Amazon, The Inside Sales Solution. I had so much fun today. So I hope we can do it again, John. That'll be a lot of fun. Thanks so much, Nancy. And thank you both. That's all the time we have for today. For our listeners, be sure to subscribe to Asher Strategies Radio on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast venue. You can also ask Alexa or Siri to play Asher Strategies Radio. 
From now until we meet again, John Asher reminds us to please, please get out there and sell something. Thank <laughs> you.